Hello there and welcome to the Fit Trails with Tosin podcast. This is your host as always, Oluwa Tosin Kehinde, and I am so glad that you have chosen to join me today. On this podcast, we get to talk about our faith and how to live out our faith in every area of our life. We get to study God's word and encourage each other and grow to become all that God has called us to be. So with that being said, let us jump right in to this episode. Hello friends, I'm glad you've chosen to join me today. I haven't gone for a while, but I'm back. It's just been a very busy season of my life. But I am excited that I can get on here and just spend some time with y'all and share with you some of the things that I have been learning over the past couple of months. So today, what we're going to be talking about is the comparison trap. Now, um, one of the things that COVID did to us, honestly, was just give us so much more, I guess the word is time, to get on social media. We have gotten so into social media and just, like, our life, like, it, it's all just on there. And one of the annoying things about social media is it never tells the entire truth. Pictures, videos, social media never gives you the truth like it never tells you the behind the scenes it doesn't tell you what happened right before right after you get to catch a glimpse of a moment into someone's space into someone's life and we are convinced and we just judge and run with whatever it is that is placed in front of us on our screens when in actuality life actually doesn't look the way it looks on social media and what that has led us to, or what that usually leads us to, is the comparison trap. And it was very interesting to find out that it, this is not just something that started today. Last week at Hillside, Pastor Jonathan got to talk about the comparison trap in the life of the disciples and how that played out and we see in john 21 we see jesus at this point jesus has died he's been resurrected and he appears to disciples to the disciples this is the second time that he's appearing to the disciples and he's talking to peter and he's giving peter basically what you will say his life assignment so he is telling peter this is what you're gonna do this is who you are gonna be and he even goes as far as telling peter this is how you are going to die and it wasn't it wasn't all pleasant. Peter was going to die a very painful death. And Peter is there listening to Jesus and he looks over and there is John. And if you know anything about Peter and John, there's always been uh I don't know what I guess you call it sibling rivalry with between them if you read through all of their work with Christ. You see that. And, and and John, being who he is, never failed to rub it in our faces that he was the disciple Jesus loved. You see him talk about himself all through the book of John, and he refers to himself in third person. But that's a different story for a different day. So he is, Peter gets distracted. In that moment, Peter steps into the comparison trap. It's like, oh, Peter, he's seen, he's looking at his life and he's, he's seen all these things, but then he catches a glimpse of the timeline of John and he, he just sees John sitting there and he's like, oh, Jesus, what about John? And I don't know how many times you've asked yourself that question. What about them? 
What about them? What are they doing? What about him? What about her? And in that moment, Peter was distracted. See, he had taken his eyes off of his own assignment and he was concerned with what was going to be John's assignment. What was John going to do? And the thing about comparison is there is no good or bad comparison, people. It is, it, it, it is all comparison in the end. And I've noticed that with ladies, with, with females, most of the time comparison doesn't, doesn't lead us to think of ourselves as being superior. Most of the time, at least from my experience and just having girlfriends, is when we step into this comparison trap, we feel more inferior. We feel like we're not enough. We could be better. We could be prettier. We could sing better. We could be smarter. We could, like, you just, we just don't feel, it leads us to feel inferior. Now, with guys, and I'm not saying this is with all guys or all the time, but in my experience, they know how to, it's like they're very selective about their comparison traps. Like, they, they often will step into comparison traps that make them feel superior. So they would look over and be like, oh, I'm better than that guy. Oh, oh yeah, well, I mean, it's not all great right now, but I'm better than that guy. And there is no better one. Like, it's not like, oh, it's better to feel inferior than superior. Or it's like, it, it, there is, it, both of them are equally dangerous. And this is why it's very important for us to understand how dangerous comparison is to us. It's because God is very deliberate and intentional. See, God has you right where you are in the moment, in the situation that you are for a reason. He did not make a mistake. God didn't accidentally just like, oh my God, I fell asleep. And now Tosin is in PT school. Oh, geez. How did I like, no, he's not, he's not, he's not caught unaware. Like he puts you right where you are for a reason there was a reason why he called peter to be the head of the church and john was called to be john like god has a reason why he has you right where you are and i would tell you comparison makes you believe that god is holding out on you have you ever just been in a moment of just pure joy and happiness about where you are in life? Like maybe you just went on a vacation or you just started a new job or you just got a new apartment. You just did something that made you feel good and you were just genuinely happy and just grateful to God. And then you run into someone else and they tell you about what they've been up to their vacation, their job, you go to their new apartment and all of a sudden you feel not like what you had or that thing that seemed to have given you so much joy is just not enough anymore. It's just not as good anymore. The car is just not new enough for you anymore. It's just not, it's not nice enough. It's not porch enough for you. That's what comparison would do. And it steals away from our joy. Comparison will steal away from your joy. And we need to stop asking, what about them? 
we need to stop asking oh what about them what about their th- what about their job what about their car we need to stop doing that when we compare ourselves with other people when you compare your life's journey where you are with someone else's you are saying that god made a mistake and we know that that's a lie because we know that there is no shadow of turning with him he cannot make a mistake god is incapable even if he tried he is incapable of making a mistake it is untrue to his character to make a mistake so i want you to think about it are you really are you really going to are you really telling god that oh god you made a mistake do you really want to do that and honestly comparison begins by looking think about every time that you compared yourself like you 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 begin to step into that comparison trap when you begin to fixate on something that's not you that's not god and that's not what god has called you to when we fix our eyes on jesus we ain't got no time to be looking elsewhere like one of my favorite um I guess phrases from one of my favorite preachers, Pastor Sarah Jake, is you need to mind your business and drink your water. Like some of us need to learn to mind our business, learn to keep your eyes in your lane. You got to learn to mind your business and be committed to what God has put in front of you. Comparison will distract you from your purpose. It will distract you from what God has actually called you to do. So when you are looking to the left and you're looking to the right and you're looking at the Joneses, you are taking your eyes off of the baby, off of the vision that God has given to you. And that's why the enemy has 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 used everything at his disposal to make sure we keep stepping into this comparison trap because he knows that if he could just distract us, if he could just make us feel less, if he could just make us feel dissatisfied with where we are we will take our eyes off of the purpose that god has given to us we'll take our eyes off of the vision off of the assignment that he has called you to when we compare we begin to feel like life is unfair and that god is unfair god is not unfair the bible says that he's a just god When we compare, we convince ourselves and we let the enemy convince us that God is holding out on us, that God is not being nice to us. God, I've served you. God, I've worked with you. God, but this didn't happen for me, but it happened for her. You are saying that God is not fair. And that's a lie. God is a just God. He's a faithful God. See, We need to stop comparing and start being committed. Ask yourself, are you committed to the life God has called you to? Commitment is pure devotion to something or someone. God has called you to a life that that is peculiar to you. He He has called us all to be followers of Christ. But there is a purpose that only you could fulfill. There is something that he has placed on the inside of you that only you can do like you can do. Are you committed to that? Are you committed to becoming that version of yourself that is going to change the world the only way that you can do it? 
Or are you busy comparing yourself to someone else that's busy staying committed to the life that God has called them to live? See, the only cure for comparison is contentment. See, you got to learn to be content with wherever God has you until you are satisfied and you are content and you are, you are okay and completely convinced that God has your best interest at heart. You will not be able to break away from comparison. See, in Philippians 4, 12 and 13, Paul gives us the recipe and he says that in little and unless he has learned to be content. See, the the issue, contentment is not dependent on what you have, but on who you trust. It wasn't about if he had enough. See, some of us believe that if I could just get enough money, if I could just get enough status, if I could just get to that position, if I could just achieve, if I could just get this many followers, if I could just get this many likes on a consistent basis, if I could just get this level of respect from this person, if I could just go there, if I could just become this, I will be satisfied. But if you've lived long enough and you've learned long enough, you will learn that it's never enough. There is never just enough for us as humans. It never is enough. There is always something that we're striving for, something that we're reaching for, which is why contentment is not about how much. It's not about how much you have. It's about who. Who are you fixating on? Who are you putting your trust in? Are you putting your trust in that bank account or in that job or in that relationship? Then contentment is really far from you. Contentment comes from Christ. It comes from knowing that he is all that we need and we're ever going to need. He is all that we really need in life. When we realize that we have all we need in Jesus it is easier to be content because you know that in much and in less, you still have Jesus. Stop the comparison trap. And it's a cycle. It's a cycle. You do it and then and then you feel less of yourself. And then you do it and then you feel less. It, it just keeps going. We need to switch lanes. We need to we need to trade our comparison for contentment and we need to become committed to who God has called us to be and trust me I'm not gonna lie to you commitment to the life God has called you to be doesn't mean that it is a smooth ride see Peter was called to a life of of being one of the most extraordinary disciples he was going to be the rock of the church he was going to be the head of the church and that is that is great but he was also called to die a very difficult death so see the call that God has upon your life is not one of comfort and one of relaxation and enjoyment that is not to say that we can't have all of that in Christ but let us not be deceived the bible says that in this life we will have trouble in this life, we will have trouble. So, honey, God hasn't called you to a life that is 
free of trouble. That is the lie some of us have believed. That when you are walking and when you are doing what God has called you to do, it's going to be easy. So when it gets difficult, we begin to look to the left and to the right. And we begin to compare ourselves to the people around us. Because it's hard doesn't mean God's not in it. If anything, it means that God is very much in it. And he's going to see you through to the end of this. And he's building something and he's making something out of that situation comparison will distract us from purpose we need to stay committed to who god has called us to be we need to stop asking what about them and start focusing on jesus we need to keep our eyes fixed on him we need to keep our eyes pinned on him in whatever place wherever you you find yourself right now we need to keep our eyes steady on jesus don't let social media deceive you don't let don't let social media make you feel like you're any less than what god has called you to do because he has called you to be someone that is going to change the world around you and it's going to look different for all of us. But Jeremiah tells us that his thoughts for us are thoughts of good. He has our best interest at heart. So I want you to take a moment here. Because after I had gone through this and after Sunday, after pastor had preached about comparison, I had to sit down and I had to ask myself, what area of my life have I been caught in the comparison trap? For some of us, it's our relationship. For some of us, it's our job. For some of us, it's our entire life. Just how our life has been going. For some of you, it's your education. For some of you, it's it's just material things. And what is that area? For me, it was my relationship with God. See, I I began to just look around me and I wanted... I wanted God to speak to me like he spoke to that person. And I wanted to be able to do that per- what that person was doing in their spiritual journey. And I was neglecting and being blinded from what God was doing in my relationship with him. And the journey that he wanted to take me on. And your girl was praying and fasting about my spiritual life. And, about, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't pray about spiritual growth. But why exactly are you praying for spiritual growth and increase? Is it because you want to be like that person or because you genuinely are seeking to grow the way he wants you to grow? See, God operates with us on different levels. So where are you caught in the comparison trap, my friend? Where do you need to take a step back and repent and become content and fix your eyes on God and stay committed to the road he has you walking on? Where are you lacking contentment? We all are caught in a comparison trap one way or the other. If you're going to be honest with yourself and truthful to yourself, we know those areas where we need to repent today and I'm just going to pray with you and also pray for myself that we would repent and we would just turn and become 
better and become more content and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends and I thank you for your word. Thank you for reminding us that you cannot make a mistake in our lives and in our situation. And wherever we are right now, we're there because you are allowed it, because you are sovereign over our lives. Thank you, God, for calling us and for giving us purpose, oh God. Thank you because we see our sin and you have opened our eyes to the revelation of your word. Thank you because you have shown us that you have a plan for us. God, I pray, God, today that you will help us, oh God, to keep our eyes fixed on you. Help us, God, to be content in whatever situation that you have us in. Help us to fix our eyes on the mark and be committed to the purpose that you have called us to. Help us not to be distracted by those around us, God. Help us to be committed to the life that you have called us to and to be satisfied in all that you have called us to be. God, we repent today from every area of our lives where we've compared, where we've called you a liar and where we've, we've told you that you made a mistake in putting us where we are. We've called you unfair. God, we repent, God, and we come to you today and we know that all that we need and all that we could ever need is found in Jesus. So we'll fix our eyes on him. Lord, I bless you for this time that we get to spend together as friends, oh God, and followers of Jesus. I ask, oh God, that you will keep these words in our hearts, oh God, and the Holy Spirit will continue to teach us and will continue to meditate on this word. For in Christ's name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining me on this episode, and I hope that this has been a blessing to you. I'll see you next time on the next one. Bye-bye.